This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Business, science, and the deep tech revolution. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Guy Perlmeter, author co-founder and CEO of Grids Capital. Welcome, Guy. Thanks for having me, Tonya. Of course. So what does Grids Capital do? So we are basically a deep tech venture capital firm, meaning that our business is in investing in deep tech companies, frontier technologies like robotics, uh, biotechnology, machine learning, new materials, energy, and the like. You're an author and your book, Present Future, Business, Science, and the Deep Tech Revolution came out recently. What motivated you to write this book and why is now the right time for it? That's a great question. So I guess my motivation was twofold, right? One, um, because of what I do and because I've been passionate about technology uh, for, you know, as long as I can remember, Uh, I thought that we are entering in an age where it is absolutely critical for people to get a good grasp of the magnitude of the changes that are coming our way, right? From uh, money, from cars, from travel, from tourism, from manufacturing, from supply chains. There's no area of our lives that is not going to be touched by uh, revolutionary technologies that are coming our way. And I talk about those building blocks in a very non-technical way throughout the book. And the second reason was because I kept hearing people saying that, oh, we're living in an age of change and, and it's a revolution, it's a technological revolution. And I wanted to make it very clear uh, to people that we always have lived in an age of technology, right? Technology has been the key driver for societies ever since we stopped hunting and gathering and it became you know, clustered around cities. The only difference between then and now is that I'll, I'll grant you that now the acceleration of, of technological change is, is increasing, right? We're, we're heading towards a more technologically driven world by the minute but it's not as if this is a new experience. So I wanted to put those two aspects of our lives uh, on paper uh, or on audio uh, so that people could get a good feel for for what is going to happen uh, over the next few decades uh, in our lives. So let's dive into that. And for those of us who span the divide between business and technology, what issues should we be paying attention to right now? So there are definitely a few inevitabilities coming our way. And this is actually one of the key uh, uh, reasons for us to look into investments and allocations, right? We look into what's inevitable. And if you look at where the world is right now, we have about 7.7 or 7.8 billion people living um, right now. We're probably going to get to 10 billion on or around 2050. And this massive increase in the world population is going to come with more demand for food, for energy, for transportation, for cities. So all those trends that are going to be driving this populational growth 
we're going to go from, uh, you know, 8% of the population today that is uh, over 65 to about 15% of the population that will be above 65 in 2050. So we're talking about one and a half billion people that are going to be senior citizens, but that are going to have longer lifespans, that are going to have more quality of life. We are having currently about 50 million people per year moving from the rural areas into urban areas. It's like a South Korea of cities being created every single year, and this is going to continue to increase. So if you are in business and you want to look at energy, food, transportation, uh, supply chains, uh, uh, all those areas where there's a critical element of technological change and of increased demand, these, this is probably the way to go. In your opinion, what are the most pressing philosophical or even ethical issues we face today brought to us by commercial use of technology? So I'm going to say that number one, two, and three for me are social networks. That's my key concern when it comes to technology, because uh, if you look at pollution and carbon capture and the way that we're trying to sort out, you know, the greenhouse effect, this was a problem that originally was created by technology. And over the last few centuries, we have seen since the first industrial revolution, we're seeing an increase in the concentration of those gases in the atmosphere and technologies will have to come to the rescue because it's not like we can just, you know, uh, pull back and stop being technologically driven, right? Using electricity, using our gadgets, using our computers. So that's not going to happen. But the key technology that I think is affecting dramatically uh, behavior and politics and social life are social networks. And this is where I feel that we are completely, uh, we're being unable to tame the beast because, in, and I talk about that on the book, uh, we're looking at an all-time high suicide rate uh, among, you know, you know, young teenagers and even preteens. Uh, we're looking at a society that is being driven by falsehood, that are being is being driven by opinions that are not scientifically proven and that are being amplified. And because of the way we're all so deeply connected with our digital lives, there, there are bad actors that are manipulating all sorts of important issues for us. So when I look at technology and all the good it has been doing for us ever since we started, you know, relying on it, I'm very concerned that we have now this element that we have put on the hands of billions of people that is now completely out of control and that has to be, uh, you know, at least uh, reined in so that we can have a better optionality for our futures. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So what great leap forward do you see over the next few years that is most likely to catch us by surprise? So there is this great line um, uh, that, that, uh, that I read uh, some time ago uh, on a book, on an old book, and it says that, you know, things happen slowly and then suddenly, right? 
And this means that we are exposed to technological change uh, every single day. And sometimes it works by small amounts and all of a sudden there are those, you know, quantum leaps in technology in many, many areas. So CRISPR is probably one of those aha moments, right? CRISPR has been around, people have been researching CRISPR for decades and then all of a sudden this is part of our lives mRNA vaccines that we are all benefiting from in this pandemic. This is another type of technology that has been in the works for decades. Uh, and the interesting thing about the next few decades, and again, going back to your first question, why I decided to write this book, is because we're now living a convergence of a number of technologies that have been around for a long time and that are now ultimately being applied to our daily lives. So I'll give you a few examples, right? The first autonomous car was tested in Carnegie Mellon University back in 1987. The first patents for 3D printers uh, were deposited back in uh, the early 1970s. The first audio streaming service in the States was started in 1920 by a former major general of the US Army. So I think that the technologies that are going to be part of our lives, be them autonomous vehicles at least, and some measure, not fully autonomous, but uh, you know, level four types of, of autonomy, uh, synthetic biology in general, uh, better communications, better augmented reality, all those things are creeping up on us. And I think that we're seeing the building blocks around us. And that's what I'm more excited about. I think we're going to see, you know, shorter and shorter intervals between academic research and the deployment of a product that you and I are going to use. Tying that all together, how should business leaders go about scanning the news for developments to watch? What do they separate or, or how do they separate rather the signal from the noise? That's a great question. And I think that's one that history has taught us very hard lessons on the cost of not being, uh, you know, uh, paying close attention to the innovation ecosystem, right? You have Blockbuster, you have Kodak, you have Nokia, you have uh, BlackBerry. All those companies didn't see uh, the next chapter in their evolution in their, uh, you know, they stayed behind. So I feel that the best things that leaders, CEOs and decision makers can do is to be connected to the innovation ecosystem. If you are a pharma company, if you are a uh, logistics company, if you are a food and beverage company, depending on where you are, you should look at the universities, research centers, at the venture capital community and say, okay, where can I keep my ear on the ground to make sure that I can hear the thunder coming my way and I can proactively act? This is why, uh, Tonya, we are looking at record high levels of corporate venture capital activity. This is why I feel that we're in an exciting new era where companies, entrepreneurs are working together with, you know, very relevant scientific uh, entities behind them uh, that are pushing forward the envelope for new technologies that hopefully are going to make our lives better. Guy Perlmuter co-founder and CEO of Grids Capital and author of Present Future, Business, Science, and the Deep Tech Revolution. If somebody wants to connect with you, Guy, or get a copy of your book, what's the best way they can do that? So I guess the two best ways uh, for people to connect with me, the first one are through the book's uh, splash page, uh, presentfuturebook.com. You'll find all the information there. 
Uh, and uh, they can follow me on Twitter or LinkedIn. I am at Guy Perlmuter in both of them. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you for having me, Tonya. And find and subscribe to more of my interviews right here on all the major platforms under the Tonya Hall Innovation Show or at tonyahall.net. Thanks for watching.